0: You're listening to the Burke and Ms. The Wiz Montalban Fantasy Football Podcast where I go to fulfill my fantasy. Football desires with expert opinions, advice, and analysis that you can't find anywhere else. Welcome and thank you for joining us again this week. Uh, not as an, as an exciting week as it was, uh, week five, um, not as much scoring either, but, uh, there were some heavy hitters and, uh, our GOAT segment of our best players of the week. First one goes to Matt Ryan for the Atlanta Falcons, 356 yards, four touchdowns against the Arizona Cardinals. You know, everyone let Kyler Murray in this and he's actually up there too as a heavy hitter, um... 340 yards, three touchdowns against Atlanta. Um, I liked the flow for Matt Ryan even coming into the game because you knew the, uh Arizona was going to be running a ton of plays and Atlanta was going to have to be playing catch-up the whole time, which basically was uh, how the game unfolded. And Matt Ryan, with those four touchdowns, he just came on strong. Um, well, you know, that one to Austin Hooper, who was actually on our list as well, uh, he, he was throwing uh, the ball around Devontae Freeman I mean he got a couple passes to him and I really liked what Atlanta did in regards to you know they haven't been able to run the ball and Devontae Freeman looked like a bust but uh you know using him more in the passing game like they have been getting him out in open space uh really uh kind of supplementing the run game with that and and I liked what I saw uh, Kirk Cousins, 333 yards, four touchdowns against the Eagles, you know, I guess it helps to have two receivers rip on you consistently for the last couple of weeks to uh, make you start paying attention to them. Um, Cousins definitely uh, was paying attention to them, and uh, that Eagles secondary is just so bad, so bad. I, I can't tell you how bad it is, but, I mean, with Stephon Diggs, three touchdowns. Uh, He's on our list, too. Uh, Thielen got a touchdown. I mean, I'm surprised Rudolph didn't get a touchdown, Um, but it was not meant to be Um, for all you Kyle Rudolph owners, which there should be very few. Uh, Nick Chubb uh, really coming on. He had a slow start. You're really starting to see him produce game in, uh, game out especially getting 122 yards and two touchdowns against Seattle. You know, he had that big week against the Ravens a couple of weeks ago, and then just to do this against Seattle too. I mean, Seattle's susceptible to the run a little bit, but uh, Nick Chubb is really starting to uh, pay off for fantasy owners that drafted him. Uh, and, again, the, the Devonta Freeman getting 88 yards rushing, 30 yards receiving, and two touchdowns uh, through the air. Um. Again, I I just like what they did with Devontae Freeman, and uh, I, I really think it's just a line issue. I uh, He's in an offense where Devontae Freeman should be really blowing it up, but he just doesn't have a line right now, and I don't know what happened to that Atlanta Falcons line. I mean, they never had a line really, but uh, it it's just they can't fix it. They keep trying, so I give them credit, but they just can't do it. Um, James Conner, he's starting to come around, uh, especially not having Ben Roethlisberger. They're, they're really trying to rely on him to kind of carry the load on offense, whether, you know, and they're doing a lot of these little check down passes, like, you know, two, three yard passes to him to uh, get him into open space. And it's basically supplementing the run kind of like what the uh, Atlanta's d- did with Devonta Freeman a little bit against Arizona. But uh, Connor, when he had 41 yards rushing, uh, seemed like more, but he had 78 receiving and he had uh, two touchdowns, one rushing, one receiving. Um, Stefan Diggs seven receptions 167 yards and three touchdowns against Philadelphia I mean he went off and you know everyone left him for dead Uh, you know I thought he was a great play but I was worried about him because he hasn't shown anything this uh, year and it's not necessarily due to his talent it's due to lack of opportunity so um, even with the good matchups you're like is he going to get those opportunities Um, and he sure he sure did and he took advantage of them so uh, it really puts Stefan Diggs on uh, hopefully an upward trajectory for for people that have him and uh, something to get excited about. Robbie Anderson, you know, he's having uh, having the you know the the back of quarterbacks, the Fells and the, uh, everyone else that's been playing quarterback for the Jets. Um, that's how sad it is. Uh, I can't even uh, the last guy doesn't even uh, register with me right now. But anyways. Um, he just you know he's been dropped by a lot of leagues. He's actually one of my pickups this week, um, because he's so freely available in a lot of uh, these fantasy football leagues. And uh, with Sam Darnold coming back, Sam Darnold really slung it against the Cowboys, and that's no easy task. You know he got Robbie Anderson got five receptions for 125 yards and a touchdown, and really has been. You know, really look good, and looks like it'd be a strong play for the rest of the season because, you know, they have a lot of really good matchups coming up, so it'll be worth your time. With Sam Darnold coming back, it's not just Sam Darnold, but Chris Herndon's coming back. Uh, their, their offense is really starting to come together, and there's going to be, you know, the the law that was the Jets' offense. I think, you know, Le'Veon Bell's value is just going to skyrocket. Robbie Anderson's going to be making some big plays. Uh, Jameson Crowder is going to be getting a ton of targets. He already is, but he's not getting the yards because, you know, they're just dumping it down to him. But uh, now I think you'll start seeing some production from uh, Jameson Crowder, and you know, Demaryius Thomas is getting a lot of targets. And although he's an old man and on his last legs, he uh, is definitely uh, going to be part of that offense. Um, definitely, especially with Anunwa uh, being out for the year. I definitely see him getting some uh, some targets and not saying to pick him up or anything, but he might be a worthwhile uh, player to be monitoring from here on out with Sam Darnold. I mean, their schedule is just, you know, they're playing some prime matchups all the way through uh, the playoffs even. Towards the end, like during the championship and and stuff, their, their matchups get a little bit tougher. But, uh, you know, they have one of the easiest schedules in the NFL coming up. Um, to move along, uh, with some of the other players, um, Terry McLaurin, you know, I was so hesitant to play him because I thought it was going to be a run heavy scheme and they were just going to get a lead and, uh, you know, they weren't going to use him and Terry proves me wrong. I mean, he didn't get a lot of targets, but he got four catches for a hundred yards and two touchdowns and, you know, against Miami, uh, you know, everyone's like, oh, you McLaren this is prime matchup but you know I was just hesitant about them getting too big of a lead and abandoning the pass and uh McLaren's a play week in week out you need to play him he's you know he he's always producing even against the Patriots I mean it was his worst week but you know he was still getting targets so anyone that has uh, Terry McLaren uh you definitely know that uh he needs to be in there week in and week out regardless of the matchup and uh, he definitely had a great one against Miami, and he produced, you know, those two touchdowns, 100 yards. and uh, He's he probably one of the few bright spots in the, the Redskins' offense. Uh, you know, I do like them going to, to uh, more of a running offense with Adrian Peterson, and you can tell that, uh, uh, granted, it was a great matchup, that Adrian Peterson still has some left in the tank and is uh, even worth a, a pickup now in regards to uh how they're going to use them in Washington uh moving to the tight ends uh Austin Hooper eight catches Uh, and this is (laughs) eight's going to be the magic number for the tight ends because uh Austin Hooper eight catches 117 yards and a touchdown against Arizona you know Arizona's just so bad any tight end you you have against the Arizona you just need to play them It doesn't matter who it is. Just play them. Uh, Arizona cannot stop the tight end position. Uh, They're just running seam routes. And and even the ones that are able to spread out into the slot, if you have tight ends like that against Arizona, you need to take advantage of it. Just play the Arizona, uh, you know, the matchup against the Arizona Cardinals because they cannot defend the tight end. And actually, in a lot of the fan duels, that's just what I do. Like, oh, who's playing the Cardinals? That's my guy. And, uh... I think I've been burned by it once all year. So uh, you just need you just need to do it. And Austin Hooper already is a high volume person. Matt Ryan really trusts him, throwing him the ball a lot. He, he's a guy that uh, he, he just was primed for that type of production, and, and he got it. Um, Hunter Henry came out of nowhere. There rumors he was going to be coming back. He actually did, and. People are probably pretty upset that uh, they didn't start him or maybe even pick him up in time because he got eight catches, the the magic number again of eight hundred yards, two touchdowns. And I just see, you know, with Allen and uh, Eckler, everyone focusing on them. Hunter is going to be getting his fair share of targets, and it's been a really bad year for tight ends. So if you're able to get Hunter Henry off the waiver wire, or you were jumping ahead of it knowing that he was coming back and were able to pick him up. Good for you because he's going to be productive the rest of the year. The other tight end that had a big uh, productive week against the Rams is George Kittle from the 49ers. He was good for, here's the magic number again, eight catches. Everyone has eight catches, 103 yards. No touchdowns, but if you can get 10 points from your tight end and the volume, uh, you got to feel good. Because overall, it wasn't a huge week for tight ends, but these three guys definitely were the top producers. And, you know, I just, in regards to tight ends, it's so hit and miss, unless you have, uh, you know, like a Kittle or Waller, surprisingly. You just need to keep rolling with it. And uh, I appreciate you joining me for our week of goats and we will uh get to it on who you need to pick up and add to have a successful week this week and uh add to your wins here are the pickups of the week it's uh really uh, limited pickings and it has been for what this is probably the second week, and it depending on you know this week of course, uh, you know if there's there's not a lot of uh, key injuries, it's gonna probably remain to be slim pickings uh, on the waiver wire. Uh, so let's get started with QBs, the best QBs to probably pick up for the next couple of weeks: um, Gardner Minshew for the Jaguars um, you know, he's, he's playing the Bengals, Bengals don't have, uh, William Jackson, he's hurt, so, you know, you're, you really gotta like, uh, DJ Chark, and, uh, D.D. D. Westbrook as well, and, uh, so, uh, on top of that, Kirkpatrick is also hurt as well, so you, you got two cornerbacks. Cincinnati's defense isn't anything to write home about already, so that looks like a big week for Gardner Minshew and definitely worth a pickup because I mean the Minshew magic is kind of dwindling down a little bit, but uh, he he's still uh, you know a pretty solid option. I mean he's he's consistent he's at least going to get you 250 yards, couple touchdowns. And uh this week I, I think he goes over that mark uh, just with, you know, based off of the matchup and the injuries in the Bengals secondary. So uh definitely keep your eye out for Gardner if he's available if you're have a quarterback on a bye or injuries, you know. Mahomes just went down on Thursday, so that's uh Maybe a quarterback that you're you're looking at to fill that void until you find out more information. Josh Allen for Buffalo. You know the matchup this week is just outstanding. Um, the only thing that would kill that matchup is you know the Bills. They get their defense is so good that uh, they completely shut down the uh, the Dolphins and uh, then they just straight go to running, you know, Frank Gore or, or uh, Devin Singletary uh, the whole game, and uh, uh, Josh Allen doesn't get any of the action that you think he'll get, but other than that scenario, I mean, he's a great play, and he, he does his own fair share of running as well, and that's why I, I really like him this week, uh, he's going to get a lot of passing yards, but I think he gets even more rushing yards against this defense, and uh, might even get a couple rushing touchdowns as well, so he should be high on your priority list, not just to pick up, but uh, to actually start um, this week. Sam Darnold, uh, I don't like his matchup this week. It's against the Patriots, but I liked what he did against the Cowboys. No one was expecting that. And, you know, I mentioned it last week, you know, oh, the Cowboys and the Patriots, you know, pick him up, but not do much. Well, he, he did all right against the Cowboys, and uh, he has one of the easiest schedules the rest of the year. So if He's still sitting out there in streamland. You, you need to go get him off of waivers, and uh, he'll be another guy after this week that you'll be starting. So you might want to jump on that now um, because, like I said, after the Patriots, someone uh, gets him before you, and they're going to have uh, the luxury of having a pretty solid quarterback that's definitely going to be a top-12 quarterback the rest of the, of the year based off of that schedule. And, and you've got to like his weapons with Robbie Anderson... Uh, Crowder, um, Herndon's coming back finally, uh, which we'll talk about a little bit later. And, uh, I, you know, the Maris Thomas is getting a lot of targets. I just think that they're off. Le'Veon Bell, I mean, he's a good receiving threat. So, he's definitely someone that you need to be thinking about. Daniel Jones for the Giants, gotta love his matchup against the Cardinals. Um... And, and the thing I like about this a little bit more than the Josh Allen scenario is I don't see it playing out where the Giants get a huge lead and are are just trying to run the the ball. I think it's a shootout type game where both quarterbacks are going to be scoring a lot of points, getting a lot of yards. You know him and Kyler Murray, Murray. So he's definitely someone that you need to be picking up and starting because um, this is just one of the prime matchups and. I'll be honest, you know, the Patriots last week, you thought, you know, the Giants were dead to rights against the Patriots' defense, and, you know, Daniel Jones looked pretty good. I mean, he he didn't have much to work with. He had a lot of, uh, you know, Shepard didn't play, Gallman didn't play, and uh, based off of that tough situation, I still felt like he represented himself well, and so I'm excited to see, you know, when he's playing some of these uh, weaker defenses, I really think he'll be productive, and uh, especially against Arizona this week, he, he's actually one of my top starts, uh, because I really think that, uh, you know, with Golden Tate, uh, if Sheff- Shepard comes back, we're still not sure if he's coming back yet, but uh, Saquon so Barkley's coming back, so I, I think that opens up the offense even more, and uh, like I said, Daniel Jones is a great play, and uh, on top, on top of that uh Kyle Allen from the Panthers um again he's just consistent he he's like your 250 yards couple touchdown guy but uh that's what you want from your quarterback and um I, Kyle Allen has i like the way he's using Samuel uh, even though Samuel is uh you know uh, injured um, he might play might not we'll find out um but he has a lot of great options on that offense, and he, he, you know he could dump it off to McCaffrey for two yards, and McCaffrey's running it for 80. So um, he has the big play potential as well. So you, you really want to get uh, Kyle Allen on your roster if you're hurting this week with buys or injuries. Um, let's move ahead to running backs. Uh, Chase Edmonds for the cards. David Johnson is hurt. Uh, they're not sure if he's going to be playing which, you know, is great news for uh, if you, you know, get Chase Edmonds, uh, regardless if David Johnson plays or not. Um, If he doesn't play, yeah, he's a definitely must-start play, but uh, if David Johnson does play, Chase Edmonds still is worth a grab because um, he is still part of that offense. He's going to get some carries, and, you know, depending on how the game goes, uh, you can see Edmonds getting some garbage time. And uh, you know, he can catch the ball just as well as David, well, not as well as David Johnson, but he can catch the ball and get some yards there. So he, he's a running back that you need to be eyeing. Not the top running back on the waiver uh, wire, but uh, someone that you you need to keep an eye on. Ido Smith, I don't, I don't like him. I don't think he's a great running back, but uh, he's going he's the backup. He's a clear backup in Atlanta, and uh, with Devonta Freeman, you know, Atlanta can't even run the ball, so they're trying to pass to their running backs. But, uh, you know, he has a matchup against the Rams, and I just think that, you know, though I don't like him, he's going to get uh, enough carries to be relevant. Um, If anything, he's worth a stash. If, if you have the roster space because Devonta Freeman always gets hurt and uh he's not a, I don't think he's at 100% now and uh again the, the Falcons line is, is is not very good so um I think that's limiting Freeman's production and, and that's why you're starting to see them uh kind of throw everything against the wall and see what sticks in regards to uh you know, getting Ido Smith some more action than than what I think he even deserves right now, to be honest. Benny Snell from the Steelers, uh, he looked great, you know, 75 yards last game. James Conner is always hurt. Uh, even when he plays, he gets hurt during the game. That's not a knock on James Conner because I really like him. I really like him when they come off the bye because they're on a bye and then they play the Dolphins, which is a prime matchup. And, You know, if that game goes the way I think people think it's going to, Benny Snell's going to get a lot of action. Um, You know, you got, I think, man, 13 carries against the Chargers, and that's going to go up when they play the Dolphins. He's definitely a part of their offense now. Uh, Jalen Samuels is going to be injured for maybe even another month, so that's definitely a lot of Benny Snell opportunities. And, And the Steelers' schedule isn't... Uh, it's a pretty easy schedule, as well in regards to who's left. I, I can see the Steelers making a run, and it's going to be predicated on the run because they're they're going to try to be te- uh, try to protect Mason Rudolph. So, Ben Simmons, someone you need you need to look at. Latavius Murray for the Saints. Um, Alvin Kamara just, you know, last couple weeks, and I know last week. He wasn't even sure if he was going to play. He ended up playing. He didn't play well. And uh, I think it's a good time to kind of stash Latavius Murray in case uh, Kamara's injury gets worse. Um, And even if it doesn't, I think they're going to start using Latavius Murray maybe a little bit more to protect Alvin Kamara from overusage, especially with him being injured. Um, Kareem Hunt, he's getting off suspension soon, guys. You know, pretty soon. Uh, week eight, I believe, uh, he has a eight game suspension, so I take that back. They have the buy, so it'll be after week nine. But uh, someone's going to pick him up, and he might be worth a good stash. I don't think he's going to be the Kareem Hunt of old when he played for the uh, Chiefs, uh, especially with Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb is definitely the workhorse for Cleveland, but uh, that's going to be another weapon that the the Browns are going to have, and and I definitely. Feel like he'll be in a complimentary role that will be uh, that be at least worth a stash or uh, you know a roster spot on your team, and uh, to see what he does and uh, how much he actually is used, um, and because he, he's a, he's a great talent, and uh, a lot of people aren't going to remember that he's coming back off of suspension. Daryl Henderson. Now this is actually my number one, well number two pickup of all the running backs. Malcolm Brown is hurt, and he's not playing this week. So, on top of that, I like Daryl Henderson anyways, because though Malcolm Brown would would get a lot of the goal line work, um, Daryl Henderson is the has the bigger upside. He he's the bigger big play threat, and so I I think he's the one that you need to be targeting and could really pay off down the road. Even with Gurley, uh, I think. Daryl Henderson's going to gradually see his usage rise and his targets increase, and he's going to produce some pretty big games for the Rams, and and you want him on your roster for when that happens. Um, Alexander Madison uh, for the Vikings, he's starting to get a little more usage uh, Cook uh, Davin cook is definitely the number one running back still. He, his usage isn't going down, but they're, they're starting to incorporate Madison into the offense a little bit more. So he's definitely worth a, a pickup and stash. If anything, he's worth a handcuff because, um, Madison showed that he can handle the load. And, uh, if anything were to happen to cook, he's definitely next in line for, for, you know, the carries and, uh, you're really going to see if something did happen to Cook, Madison's someone that can take the reins and still uh, put up Cook-like numbers uh, consistently. Well, not consistently, but put up Cook-like numbers with good matchups. And so he's someone that you want on your roster at least as a handcuff. And then Jamal Williams is actually my number one pickup. He came back from injury uh, you know, took a lot of carries away from Aaron Jones and um, I really think it's going to be a 50-50 split running back by committee because that's what you're seeing when they're both healthy and although I would rather have Aaron Jones I think Jamal Williams is going to get his fair share of targets and carries and receptions and you know so Jamal Williams is worth he's my number one back because this is the situation that's going to happen the rest of the year. So if that's going to happen the rest of the year, you definitely want uh, Jamal Williams because he can be a, a long-term answer for you know your running back depth on your team. Moving along to wide receiver, I have Alan Lazard. Now, everyone's hurt on the Packers. You have... Devonte Adams, uh, he's been out. He's going to be out for a couple more weeks. Um, Ger- Geronimo Allison might come back from his concussion, but uh, he hasn't built that rapport with Aaron Rodgers this year. It seems like there's always a disconnect. So even when he's targeted, they you know they're they're not getting the completions. And uh, uh, Valdez Gantling, he uh, he's hurt as well. So the, the guy that's going to benefit, because Aaron Rodgers loves this guy, Alan Lazard, and, you know, they're playing the Raiders. Um, I think he's going to be targeted like crazy, and I think the Raiders are a team that uh, is susceptible to getting burned by the, the, the receivers. And I, I just, again, I think Aaron Rodgers is really going to focus on targeting him um, with what he has available uh, in the game, so he's someone you 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 want to pick up. Um, Zay Jones, you know, he's playing the Packers. I think he's worth the stash just to see how they use him. I mean, word is that they're just he's going to be part of the rotation, but uh, if he ends up being. Uh, you know, reliable for Derek Carr, I can see Zay Jones taking over that second receiver role and actually really producing. it. And, you know, I talked about this last week, but I'm still on the Zay Jones train of, you know, pick him up now because if he ends up being that number two guy on the Raiders, there's a lot of value there, and uh, he's going to get some numbers. And you want to be ahead of the game because you can pick him up now for free, basically, and without wasting a waiver priority, and you really would want to do that. Um, Kiki Cote, uh, for the Texans, I, he's worth a pickup, he's gonna be playing Colts, um, his games against the Colts are outrageous, he gets like 11 catches, 13 catches, I don't know, 100 something yards, touchdowns, I really, and Kenny Stills is hurt, so I really like his matchup. I like history. I'm always a big fan of, you know, what does history show me? What what has he done against that team in the past? Um, not that it's foolproof, but uh, it usually works out more than not on uh, how to kind of measure that player on a week-to-week basis. So Kiki Kotee is definitely someone that you can pick up. He's worth playing, um, at least for this week, maybe not future weeks. Dante Pettis, 49ers. You know, 49ers offense, at least for receivers, I haven't seen a lot from the receivers, but uh, Debo, Samuel's, Debo Samuel, he's hurt. And Dante Pettis' targets are starting to go up. Uh, he just needs to do something with them. He hasn't shown he can do anything with them yet is the problem. But you know you want to chase targets. You don't an opportunity. You don't necessarily want to chase uh, past production because um, in the in the NFL, you know, some mediocre talent with a, a lot of opportunities is, is still going to potentially produce. So um, Dante Pettis is one of those guys where you know he's worth if if you need help and you're desperate at receiver, you know, pick up Dante Pettis because you know he. Has a decent matchup, and with the injuries, I just I, I think he's he's interesting. If not if not a pickup, then at least worth you know a uh, a watch. You know, uh, you pay attention to what he's doing and and try to grab him if uh, his production does increase. Uh, Demir Bird for the Cardinals. I really like him. He was injured. He came back, and he's a big play guy. And Kyler Murray looks his way. Yeah, he gets about three, four, five catches a game, but uh, he he makes big plays and he, he he makes some of those he gets some of those deep balls and he's he's scored a couple touchdowns and he's looked really good and so I I think he's worth a stash because you know Christian Kirk's hurt and he's been hurt for a while now and I I don't think he's gonna play this week and I think that opens the door for someone like Bird because you know, Fitzgerald, he's getting over the hill, so he's getting targets, but he's not getting yards, and I really think Bird's going to be that big play threat that's going to get that yardage from that receiver position, so he's definitely worth checking out. Muhammad Sanu, you know, he's always a guy on the the fringe, like, should I have him on my roster? Should I keep him? Nobody knows. Um, He's one of those guys where you keep on your roster, and he doesn't do anything. You drop him, and then he gets, like, 200 yards and two touchdowns, and you're kicking yourself for letting him go, but uh, he very rarely makes your starting roster. And uh, but I I like some of his matchups, and then with the Falcons line, Ryan doesn't have time to go deep very much, so he's hitting the underneath routes, the slot routes, and, and that's where Sanu's thriving. So um, he's someone that if if you need some some targets uh, from your receiver position. He's going to get those. Um, Robbie Anderson, believe it or not, people have dropped Robbie Anderson. Um, the, the quarterback position wasn't the greatest, and Robbie Anderson is still available. So he definitely is worth picking up um, if he's available. Pick him up now because Sam Darnold's coming back, like we were talking about, and. You know Anderson got a hundred like twenty five yards and a touchdown last week against the Cowboys, so I, I Jets have some great matchups and I see Robbie Anderson being a big uh, producer for anyone that gets him the rest of the year. And again, surprisingly, people have cut him because of his slow start and not having a, a quarterback. So moving along to tight end, Chris Herndon for the Jets. You know, I've been banging the drum on Chris Herndon. He's coming back from suspension. He's coming back, and then he hurts his hamstring and he doesn't come back. Now he's officially supposed to be coming back. He's on the injury injury report, but they took him off the uh, suspended list. So uh, his matchup against the Patriots isn't that good, but anything after that is amazing. And uh, you know, schedule wise, and he's going to be a tight end one type player. He's going to be in the top twelve the rest of the year. So anyone that needs a tight end, and there's a ton of tight end starved teams, they're just, tight ends aren't producing this year. Chris Herndon's the way to go. You definitely need to to get you a piece of Chris Herndon. Um, He's my number one pickup. Ricky Seals-Jones, he actually did pretty well against, uh, you know, the last week. For the Browns, got like, man, 70-something yards and a touchdown. They're on the bye this week, but he might be worth picking up and, uh, and playing because he has some great matchups as well coming up. And uh, the Browns are using him uh, now that Joku is on injured reserve. So he's someone that uh, you should have your eye on at least. Luke Wilson. Uh, I put Luke Wilson on here because Vin- uh, Vanette, or Vanette has been traded to the Steelers. And uh, now that is out for the year... Uh, it's going to fall on Luke Wilson, who's kind of the, the uh, cast off from Oakland. He's uh, he's someone that I think you should have your eye on, not necessarily pick up if you're hurting for tight end. He, he's not going to replace Disley in production at all, actually. Um, but Seattle likes to use their tight ends, and he's in a good spot to at least give you some production Um, Just don't expect a Disley like production because, uh, yeah, uh, Luke Wilson's not that guy. Um, But it's definitely worth mentioning uh, because now that Disley's out, people are wondering, you know, what they should do for a tight end or who that tight end's going to be in Seattle. And it's him, so he's worth monitoring. Hunter Henry came back for the Chargers, two touchdowns, 100 yards. Man, uh, if you didn't pick him up last week, which was the prime time, he probably isn't available anymore, but if he is, because he is available in some leagues, grab him as soon as possible. Actually, stop this recording, pick him up, and then you can continue. Uh, that's how urgent of a uh, a pickup that Hunter Henry is. Uh, he, he's one of the top five tight ends in fantasy if he's healthy. So, you're basically getting one of you know the, the top players in fantasy football at his position. Uh, it, for a waiver priority so I mean it's it's definitely worth it uh, so my, my sleeper here is Dawson Knox for the Bills he's starting to get more and more targets Josh Allen's looking his way um he's so into all the tight ends uh, if you pay attention to the last game before the bye there's what two or three touchdowns to the tight end not any of them Dawson Knox unfortunately but uh He's a tight end that is getting the targets and the looks, um, and I think that will be the case moving forward. He's a rookie, so uh, from Ole Miss, but uh, I I just think that uh, his production will is gonna go up and up as the season goes along. Bills again have an easy schedule. You need to be getting some of Dawson Knox uh, because the Bills offense definitely uses the tight end. So. Move, uh, moving along, uh, we'll get into the uh, starts and sits of the week, and we'll go by game by game, and uh, we'll tell you who to play and who maybe you shouldn't play. And so, I appreciate you joining us, and we'll pick it up here really soon. <laughs> to this week's games and who the pickups or sorry not pickups who uh, you should be starting and who you should be benching uh the first game we're going to talk about is the buffalo bills against the miami dolphins there is absolutely nobody on the dolphins that i find attractive at all mark walton who uh actually could be a pickup as well um you know, I, I kind of like him long-term at running back. They're trying to, to, to trade Kenyon Drake. Uh, Kalen Balazs has not been effective. But uh, in this game, Buffalo Bills defense, especially their run defense, is, is pretty amazing. Um, I, I just don't see Miami being able to do much. You know, Ryan Fitzpatrick is back at quarterback, which I, I think helps a little bit, even though he's been horrid the beginning of the season. Um. So I don't see any fantasy value with the Dolphins. The Bills, on the other hand, Josh Allen, huge play. I think he actually might be with a play of the week at quarterback. He's gonna be running over the Dolphins. He's gonna be passing. Um, the Dolphins can't defend either. So that's the thing. You know, if you have Gore or Singletary, Singletary's coming back, and I think he has a big game. I I think Gore, uh, you know, is going to get majority of the the carries and and the touches uh, until. Singletary kind of settles back in. Um, John Brown, I like him. I think he's going to be a, a big play threat that's going to get, you know, a touchdown, if not maybe two touchdowns. Uh, that's how bad the, the Dolphins' pass defense is, and and John Brown's a burner, and uh, so he makes big plays, and, and I see that continuing. Um, so in that regard, those are the players that uh, I think uh, in, in that matchup or in your fantasy football team that you, you should be starting without fail. If you have one of those Bills players, start them. Um, I don't care who you have to bench to start them, but just do it uh, because it's, it's, you know, I think it's going to be not necessarily a high-scoring game because Bills are one of those teams that could, uh, you know, get the lead and just try to, to milk the clock by, with, with the run but uh, there should be a lot of fantasy production with, with this game. So Cole Beasley, I think he's going to be a target beast. The, the The issue is he doesn't always get a lot of yards, and I'm not so sure that this is, won't be the case this week, but uh, you, you got to like his, his targets that he's going to get. So even Cole Beasley uh, is, is a pretty solid play. The uh, Jacksonville Jaguars and the Cincinnati Bengals. I like almost everyone in this matchup on the Jaguar side. Minshew, DJ Chark, DD uh, D. Westbrook. I like them all, and you need to play them all. Leonard Fournette. I mean, Leonard Fournette doesn't won't get a better matchup than the Bengals. Bengals are one of the worst teams against the running back position. Leonard Fournette is showing that it doesn't matter who he's playing; he's getting he's getting his touches. Getting his yards, and I expect him to explode against the Bengals, um, and with William Jackson and Kirkpatrick being hurt, um, not even playing, I really like the, those receiver options for the Jaguars. I, I think you know they they would be stupid not to exploit that. So, um, a lot of Jacksonville love this week. Uh, in this matchup On the other side with the Bengals I like uh, Joe Mixon uh, I think he's going to be A, a solid play uh, Jaguars haven't been great at stopping the run You know they just traded Jalen Ramsey So I, I like Tyler Boyd in this A little bit just be, from a volume aspect I don't necessarily think he's going to have A huge game but he's startable For sure he might get you a touchdown In 70 yards uh, Which is Tyler Boyd like uh, you know AJ Green's not coming back so um John Ross is, Ross is on IR so Auden Tate uh isn't that bad of a play but if I had to choose between Auden Tate and Tyler Boyd I, I think I'm going Tyler Boyd um over Auden Tate and uh Leonard Fournette. Uh, Andy Dalton man I I don't have love for Andy Dalton uh he's he's definitely I mean if he's on your team he shouldn't be, but if if you happen to have Andy Dalton, don't even think about playing him against Jacksonville. Uh, moving on, Green Bay against the Raiders. Um, that's going to be a pretty, pretty good game, pretty hard fought. I like Alan Lazard like we were talking about earlier. Um, it doesn't mean I like Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is just one of those or having one of those seasons where, you know, the Packers are winning, but Aaron Rodgers is not having his Aaron Rodgers-type production that you're used to in fantasy football. Um, But I do think he's going to be targeting Lazard a lot. He really likes the kid, and you need to roll with Lazard, for sure. Um, And, you know, that Williams-Jones running back by committee thing kinda of scares me. So I mean if you have them you're you're gonna be playing them, you'd be stupid not to, but it, it doesn't give me confidence in regards to you know, if if I had to do like a fan duel lineup, I wouldn't be putting them in there just because of the, the there's too many questions. There's there, it's a mystery, uh that that backfield situation right now and I don't I don't wanna roll the dice on, on either one at this at this point. Um Oakland Raiders, Darren Waller of course I like Darren Waller, and I would start him because of his targets. Packers are pretty good against the tight end position, though. So uh, this isn't one of those situations where you can start Waller and and be excited about it. But, I mean, it's Darren Waller, and the season he's had so far, you you just got to roll with him. So uh, saying that, I do love Josh Jacobs. Green Bay's horrible against the running back position as well. They're like 26th in the NFL Um don't quote me on that. It's somewhere around 26. Um, Josh Jacobs, you know, the, his game against the Bears was really promising. And if he can do that against the Bears, I, I can only imagine what he can do against this uh, Green Bay Packer run defense. So he he's a must start. Um, he's really high on the list of uh, starts uh, of guys you need to start because uh, Josh Jacobs is the man. Receiver-wise, you know, uh, Tyrell Williams not playing. Um, I, I wouldn't roll the dice on any of the Raiders' receivers. Um, Zay Jones, you know, is is on the team now. Who knows how he's going to be used? Hunter Renfro has been not the uh, slot receiver that you would want. Um, so yeah, uh, there's going to be a lot of uh, Keelan Doss. And uh, Travis, uh, David or Trevor Davis, and uh, that, that's just a situation you want to stay away from. Um, Los Angeles Rams against the Atlanta Falcons. I love the Rams in this, um, all the receivers, Robert Woods, my boy Cooper Cup, um. Definitely like Cooper Cup for sure. Uh, Brandon Cooks, everybody. Gerald Everett, I like. I like him. I like anyone. Daryl Henderson, I think he's going to get some uh, receiving yards out of the backfield. I like everybody. You just need to start anyone you can against the Falcons. They give up a lot of points, a lot of yards, and you know, saying that Jared Goff, I love Jared Goff this week. You know, he had a horrible game, and th- this is a week that I, he's actually one of my top starts. I would probably put him behind Josh Allen and uh, Daniel Jones and maybe even a slightly behind Gardner Minshew. But uh, he he's definitely top five of guys that I think have the best matchups and have potential to be the most productive this week. So uh, on the Falcons side, for whatever reason, I'm not high on... Matty and our yeah Matty uh, Ice or uh, Matt Ryan just I don't think he's going to I don't think he's going to do it this week and uh, I, I hate to say that because I mean his matchup's not horrible but um especially with the the Rams trading away Peters um but yeah I, I, I call it a gut feeling I get those every once in a while, and I have one of those with Matt Ryan this week, and I like Sanu. Uh, Julio Jones is maddening, because he he gets yards, he gets targets, he doesn't get touchdowns, and this is a touchdown-dependent endeavor that we have with fantasy football, and and Julio Jones just hasn't been doing it, and uh, touchdowns are the hardest thing to predict, so I, I like Julio, but again, history is showing that he's not scoring, and you know, you, you can't like that. But it's not like you're going to bench Julio. You just you aren't going to do it. So, uh, Austin Hooper, I like him a lot. Um, I like him any week. He gets a lot of targets. Falcons like him. They use him. So, I uh, definitely would start Austin Hooper. Devonta Freeman, uh, I would stay away from not liking his matchup. Um, or a situation right now, you know, uh, I'm worried that might get hurt, not to play the game uh, or the whole game. And if you have better options, play them. Uh, but uh, yeah, Devonta, Devonta Freeman, someone I would stay away from at this point. Um, Calvin Ridley, uh, I'm not liking him this week at either. So I would. Probably uh, stay away from Calvin Ridley as well. Um, Houston Texans, Indianapolis Colts. Who, you know, the Colts, they're underrated a little bit because their defense isn't doing great, but they're getting Leonard back, they're getting Hooker back. That defense is going to be formidable, more form- formidable than it was. And it's the Houston Texans, and those games always turn out to be slugfests. Like, you think it's going to be high-scoring, and it's not. It's low-scoring. Kickers, the field goal kickers are going to get a lot of points. I don't want it to happen, but it always does, and I really think it's going to happen again. Um, I, I, again, you know, if you're listening to this whole thing, I like Kiki Cote. He's the man. Uh, he always does well against the the Colts. I like I like T Y Hilton a lot. Actually, I love T Y Hilton this week. I just I I like him better than almost everybody. I think T Y Hilton has a huge week. Um, but uh, you know, DeAndre Hopkins Fuller. I, I'm not that big on, to be honest. I I don't think they have the games that uh, people are predicting that they're gonna have. Deshaun Watson. Same, I think he'll be okay, but uh, he's not going to be what he normally is, and I think the Colts contained him a little bit. Mac, gotta like Marlon Mack, I, I I do, and I think you should play him. On the Texans side, jumping back to the Texans, I I, I don't like any of the running backs this week. Um, Duke Johnson, no. Uh, and Carlos Hyde, no. I just think that uh they're the Colts are gonna be able to sustain, uh smother the running game. And and the and the Colts, again, T. Y. Hilton I love. Um not liking too many other people besides Marlon Mack. Jacoby Brissett, I think, you know, he can have a a pretty good game. Um I like what he's doing. He's he's definitely someone that should be on your radar to be picking up as well. Um, if you need to start Brissett, that's not a bad start. You could do worse. Uh, I just think he's going to be pretty pretty middle of the road in regards to uh, production this week. Um, you know, top top twelve middling, but he, I I see him in like that ten to fourteen range of production for QB position this uh, this week. So. Um, and, and, and I know that uh, the Texans are have been susceptible to the pass but uh, and, and that's why I like T.Y. Um, and, and that's why you know I, I do. I, I like Brissett I think he's he's going to be productive but uh, just won't be one of the top producers. Um, San Francisco Washington if anything I really like San Francisco's defense in this one. I, I, I think that they're just going to dominate the Redskins. And it's not going to be funny. It's going to be annihilation. Um, they're going to run all over. I like all the running backs. Tevin Coleman, I, I'm starting him in Fanduel. I'll give you my Fanduel lineup. Tevin Coleman, Matt Breida, it's just going to be insane. Um, I also like uh, George Kittle. I like... You know Dante Pettis I think he has potential Um, if you have better options definitely play him I just think that Dante Pettis is going to get more targets than he has been and they're going to try to use him some more but uh, again by no means do I am I saying to start Dante Pettis Garoppolo I, I, I don't feel strongly about playing Garoppolo because Niners are really good at running the ball and if the game goes the way everyone thinks it's going to go, they're going to have a big lead, and they're just going to continue to run the ball. Uh, On the Redskins side, I don't like anyone. I I really like Terry McLaren. I think he's just blowing up this, this, you know, for a rookie especially, he's just blowing it up this season. He's the man. Uh, He's always going to be the man, but this matchup this week is just not what it needs to be. Case Keenum, Dwayne Haskins, you're, you're benching them, you're not playing them Don't even think about it Vernon Davis, if he's not hurt You're not playing him You're not really playing anybody It's, it's just not worth it So, moving along Cardinals, Giants I love Evan Ingram And it's <laughs> I'm not really sticking my neck out Saying that because they're playing the Cardinals Who are the worst team against the tight end If you have any tight end against the Cardinals You're playing that tight end and actually it's one of the best matchups uh of the week in regards to uh fantasy football. you, you need to be playing Evan Ingram. So Quan Barkley, he's he's back. It's gonna be amazing. You you want, you're definitely playing him. Just remember he's back. So you want him in your lineup. You don't want him to uh you don't want to forget, have him on your bench and him blow up and then you you know, crying that you didn't play him and it might even cost you a victory in fantasy so make sure that you have Saquon Barkley in your starting lineup Golden Tate looked great he got a lot of targets I, I like what Golden Tate has done in New York he's a start Darius Slayton you know Sterling Shepard's out with a concussion for the second straight week and Darius Slayton's actually been playing pretty well if it's if not better than Sterling Shepard um i I maybe not go that far, but uh, if you need somebody, he, he might be a, a decent pickup to play for this week because uh, Giants and Cardinals is going to be a, a shootout-type game where the both teams are scoring. So on the flip side, Kyler Murray. Love Kyler Murray. Love me some Kyler Murray. You definitely need to be playing Kyler Murray. Um, Christian Kirk is probably not going to be playing again. He, he's been hurt. So that opens the way for Larry Fitzgerald. And I do like Larry Fitzgerald, but uh, he gets the targets, but he hasn't been getting the yards. And I think you know, uh, his age is starting to catch up to him a little bit. He's still productive in regards to he can catch anything. Um, he's just not getting those those after the yards catches that he's you know you're so used to seeing him get in his career. It's just not happening this year for whatever reason I don't want to blame age because you know we're we all get older we're we're all thinking we're uh maybe not as old as, as we are but uh, that that seems to always be the excuse like oh Tom Brady's old, he's going to start his decline, and then when it doesn't happen it, you know uh I just think it's too early to uh to put that label on Larry Fitzgerald. Uh, that, but I do like the bird. Like we were talking about earlier, he's getting more involved in the offense, and I I like him better than uh, Keyshawn Johnson. They're actually giving him a lot more targets, and he's their big play guy. So, he he, I think he might get a touchdown or two this week, and we'll be getting the, uh, more targets with Kurt being out. He, he's my he's my guy I, I, I think is, is going to have a, a big week fantasy football-wise. So uh, remember the name, Demir Bird. He's the guy you need to, to target. Um, Chargers, Tennessee. I, I don't like anyone on the Chargers. I don't like Phillip Rivers. I, I don't like Austin Eckler. I sound like Dr. Seuss. I do not like Austin Eckler. I do not like Melvin Gordon. It's, uh, green eggs and ham. I do not like them with a fox in a box, uh, in a house with a mouse. I just do not like them. Um, Keenan Allen, no. He's one of those guys that it's kind of maddening because he has games, you know, two, three game stretches where he just looks unstoppable, like he's the best wide receiver in football. And then he just goes quiet for like five weeks. And and you really got to ride that roller coaster with him because you never know when it's going to be. And it really doesn't matter what the competition either. And so he's, really, he's actually one of the hardest players to predict week to week uh, based off of matchups. But you know this week I don't like him. Uh, Tennessee is a pretty good defense. And, and usually I would say I like that number one receiver because I'm not sold on Adoree Jackson at cornerback. But uh, this week is, is a no for me. On the flip side, I don't really like a lot of the, the Tennessee Titans. Penny Hill's starting quarterback, I want nothing to do with that. So that really limits, and I think hampers Delaney Walker, A.J. Brown, Humphreys, Corey Davis, like everybody on the Titans. I I do like Derrick Henry because Penny Hill can't mess up the run game. And Henry's a solid player, solid running back chargers give up yards to the running back so i think if you know you have henry you're definitely starting him and you should expect production from him the uh, saints and the bears i don't like anyone from the saints i like a little bit uh michael thomas just because it's michael thomas and uh, he's just so consistent i don't think he gets any touchdowns i think he gets close to you know Hundred yards receiving, but uh, Alvin Kamara, not a big fan of him this week. Latavius Murray, not a big fan. Teddy Bridgewater, definitely not a fan. And um, you know Jared Cook, not a big fan of Jared Cook, and that includes uh, Ted Ginn and uh, any of those other receivers for the, for the Saints. I just think the Bears' defense is so good, and it's really going to limit uh, the Saints' offense this week. And I actually see this as being a low-scoring game. Uh, it's a lot. I think it's going to be a lot lower scoring than what people are predicting, and, and, and it's not like they're predicting it to be high-scoring. Uh, they, they predict it to be in the 20s, and, and I can see it being lower than that. Um, for the Bears, I, I like Allen Robinson, because who doesn't like Allen Robinson? He produces, he catches the ball. No matter who the quarterback is, um, he's just solid. Uh, Saying that, though, I don't like Taylor Gabriel. I don't like uh, Anthony Miller. I I like David Montgomery. I, I think he will be decent. I don't think he scores because the usage of David Montgomery this year has just been maddening. I think he has all the talent in the world to be a stud running back that gets a lot of carries and yards. But the Bears just won't use him that way but I definitely think he has a solid line against the Saints, so he definitely needs to be in your starting lineup. Um, moving along to the Ravens, Seahawks, uh, Lamar Jackson, he's a stud, and I, I see him you know getting rushing yards, throwing the ball a little bit. Seattle has a pretty good defense, and I think it's better than uh, what people give him credit for, but I, I just see... Uh, the Seattle defense, you know, stepping up and Lamar Jackson being productive, but just maybe not as productive as you're used to seeing Lamar Jackson. Um, I don't like Mark Ingram in this game. I, I think, you know, he'll he'll get like 50, 60 yards, and, and that's kind of his ceiling. Uh, I, I don't think he scores. Uh, you know, Marquise Brown could be out again. That's going to be costly because I just don't see anyone else on the Ravens that is going to be productive like Willie Sneed maybe but uh, yeah I just I I don't I don't see that uh, happening Mark Andrews I like a lot I think he's the one that uh, is definitely going to be the top offensive weapon in this game for the Ravens Seattle's not really good at defending against the pass of uh and defending, especially the tight end position. So I think that really opens it up for Mark Andrews, and he's someone that uh, you need to be starting all the way around and, and uh, might have one of the, the better tight end games of the week. Um, on the flip side of that, Russell Wilson, he's having an MVP-like season. You, you can't bench him against the Ravens. I, I think he'll do well. I like Tyler Lockett a lot as well. I think he will have a big game. And, uh, you know, D.K. Metcalf, I I can see him having a a decent game. Um, I feel better about D.K. Metcalf than I have in in the last couple weeks. So uh, Chris Carson, I think there's, you know, a step back. He's definitely starting material. I just think he takes a step back from his last couple weeks. And, you know, won't reach 100 yards, might get a touchdown. Might get two or three receptions, but uh, he'll have an average week, but uh, a good enough week where you'd want to play him. Um, Dallas Cowboys and the Eagles. I think this is a big week for Dak Prescott. I think he just lights it up. Michael Gallup is a must start. I think he's having a big game. We'll we'll see, you know, how uh, if Amari Cooper plays. I, I don't see why he wouldn't, though. Um, uh, he can have a big game, and, and Witten, you know, he he's solid. He'll he'll get you your sixty yards, maybe have a score, maybe not. And uh, Ezekiel Elliott, you know, I, I usually like Ezekiel Elliott, especially in this type of matchup, but I I don't think he has as big as as big of a week as what people think, and uh, he takes a, a step back to be honest. Um, I just have, you know, call it a gut feeling. I just think the game's going to be predicated on the pass, and, you know, they'll they'll try to get uh, some targets for Ezekiel Elliott, but, uh, you know, it'll be one of those, like, 60, 70 yards rushing type things. And uh, I only see him scoring if they're, you know, goal line type plays that, uh, b- but again, touchdowns are hard to predict, and so uh, you, you definitely don't want to predict that. Uh, Eagles on the other side, I, I, I don't like a lot of Eagles. Carson Wentz I, I, is all right, I guess. You, you're definitely going to be starting him. I don't like any of the running backs. I don't like Howard or Sanders this week. If I had to choose one, I like Sanders a little bit better because he gets the pass catching yards. You, you definitely need, uh, if you need a running back, and you have, to, <laughs> you have to play someone late due to injury or something. Sanders might be the play um, just because of that. I think the Eagles will do better with the running backs uh, um, with the passing game than they will the running game. I, I don't see a good running game from the Eagles this week. Uh, Goddard and Ertz, you know, they've been... The targets have been there, but Ertz has been slipping the last couple weeks just because everyone's healthy and there's so many weapons. And Goddard's usage has been going up as well. Um, Again, because everyone's healthy and there's just so many weapons. So I see that hurting both tight ends value and I just don't see a big week for Ertz because of that. Um, Alshon Jeffrey, same type of thing. I just think there's so many weapons that go around that I'm not really high on him. I'll start him. Uh, if I have to, um, I think he he's an all right play to to be a starter, but I I just I temper your expectations. I'm not expecting a big game from him this week, uh, at all. And and with Deshaun Jackson being out, you know that that's another blow. I think this is a game that uh, would benefit Deshaun Jackson actually, and uh, since he's not going to be there, uh, he uh, still hurt. Yeah, uh, I just, yeah, I just don't, I don't see a, a, a lot of offensive output. from. Um, actually, I see a lot of offensive output. I just don't know which player that's going to be, and I don't feel confident in any of the Eagles players uh, to, to be the stud. I just don't see the matchups with the Cowboys. That makes, makes anyone stand out that I'm really excited about them. Um, moving on to the New England Patriots and the New York Jets. Really like the, the Patriots, of course. Tom Brady, um, he he is what he is. He's the GOAT. He's going to have a good game. Jets' secondary is horrid. They, they definitely need secondary help. And Julian Edelman, Philip Dorsett, I think they have big games. Um... Ryan Izzo, he's a meddling tight end. Uh, he might get a touchdown. He might not. But he's going to be tight end dependent. I like uh, Sony Michelle, Sony the the human PlayStation. I like his matchup, but you've always liked his matchups early on in the season, and he hasn't necessarily produced like you would want him to. So it's it's definitely scary playing him. It's like you put him in your lineup and you pray like, you know. Dear Jesus, please have Sonny Michelle do something. And you, be to be honest, he he's been disappointing a little bit. Uh, I I think he's starting to do better. Uh, he's getting more yardage. Third, you know, touchdown wise. But that's the thing is, with the Patriots their offense is so maddening because they have the players, but you just don't know which players they're going to be using and 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 trying to go to and so. Everything will point to, oh, this is a perfect opportunity for Sonny Michelle to score a touchdown. You know, I got him, the PlayStation, he's going to score. And then Brandon Bolden darts into the end zone and, and kills your hopes and dreams. And, and that's what the Patriots are. They're a, they're a hope and dream killer for your fantasy team. Um, you know, Josh Gordon's going to be out of this game, so that's why I like the Dorset play. I, I think... He'll, you know he'll he'll produce. He'll get you he'll get you a lot of targets if anything, and it's definitely worth a play. On the other side, I, I you know it's the Patriots defense. So I love Darnold, but I don't love him this week. After this week, you know I'm all about Sam Darnold. You can get me some of that Sam Darnold, but uh, as of right now against the Patriots, no. I just Patriots are. You know, if you haven't heard, they're really good at defense. So Chris Herndon's finally coming back. I really, you know, he, he was one of my pickups this week. He was one of my pickups last week. Uh, he had the hamstring injury, so he wasn't uh, taken off of the uh, suspended list till this week. The only issue is that I really hate the matchup this week. I don't think he does anything. But when he comes back, he's definitely tight end one, like we were talking about. So, uh, But Herndon this week is a no. Le'Veon Bell this week is a no. Like, I like Le'Veon Bell probably the best out of all the options for the Jets' offense against the Patriots, and that's just because of the volume of touches he's going to get. He's going to get receiving targets. He's going to get rushes. um, But I don't think he has a great game. I just think he will have a lot of volume. But he's definitely someone you're going to start because it's Le'Veon Bell. Just, uh, you know, don't expect as big of of a game as what you... uh, you know, is what you think you might get from him. I think it's going to be lower than what you expect. Um, on that note, Robbie Anderson, Jamison Crowder, Damaris Thomas. Uh, I like Crowder the best from the slot. I, I like Robbie Anderson, but not this week. Same situation. And uh, so if you have to go for a receiver here, I think Crowder is going to, he's going to get the targets that you're going to need and. know he just needs to take advantage of one or two and uh for a a big gain or a touchdown and and it'll be worth your while but outside of that uh no that's it so i um the the slate of games this week is really intriguing and i definitely think it's going to be more of a carbon copy of last week where you know you, you there's not as many high scoring teams or players as what you uh, you're expecting and uh, I really think the defense has actually come to play more this week than what uh, than what you would be hoping for for a fantasy football league. But uh, I'll go uh, return with my fan duel lineup and will play and uh, we'll'll uh, we'll take it from there. We'll jump right into the fan duel lineup. i um, here to win you money. And uh, I've been in the money every week but one. So my picks have definitely, uh, definitely been very uh, rewarding for me. And so I decided to have this segment because I think a lot of times when we're talking about fantasy football... Sometimes we're talking about FanDuel, and you know, some, sometimes a, a player could be a start, but not necessarily a start you'd want for a FanDuel, where you're trying to get the uh, best lineup possible to, uh, to get in the, into the money. So we'll start it off with the defense and work our way to QB. The defense that I really like this week is the Bills against Miami. Miami's one of the worst teams uh, on offense and give up a lot of turnovers and and the bills have an amazing defense so obviously it's a no brainer but i always like having that good defense against uh horrible offense and because uh, they're like sneaky points and and sometimes when you're trying to be cheap you, you, you try to do it on the defense and you end up not having the matchup that you need uh defense can get you a lot of player uh, a lot of points um in FanDuel, and so it's definitely one you don't want to uh get chintzy on in regards to uh your your money so I, I the bills is the most expensive one but it's the one i like the most as well so you definitely want to start the bills against miami at the flex position i have tevin coleman and he's definitely sent back from injury he looked really good the last week and san francisco's using him as our lead back uh he got a touchdown last week I his usage going up this week against Washington. Washington's a horrible defense as well, if not the worst defense maybe maybe next to Miami <laughs> they're the worst defense but uh, San Francisco likes to run the ball, and if you know they have a great defense, so I'm thinking the uh the way the game flows is they're going to get a big lead they're gonna to want to run the ball, and it's going to be kevin uh Tevin Coleman is going to be that guy that's uh going to get the bulk of the uh, the touches and uh, you know again you can't predict touchdowns but uh, he has great matchups to get multiple touchdowns so he's only at $6,200 so it's a good value there Buffalo's at $5,500 so uh, I, I think that uh, Coleman's a great flex at tight end Evan Ingram what I like to do is start any tight end that's playing the Cardinals, and it's been beneficial. It hasn't let me down. Uh, it's let me down once when uh, with Eifert, but uh, Evan Ingram's only $6,800, and like I said, all that needs to be said is he's playing against the Cardinals, so you're starting him. My uh, next person that receiver is Alan Lazard. He's really cheap. He's only $4,500, and with all the injuries to the receiver, he is a value because He's going um, to get all the targets from Aaron Rodgers. Allison might not play. He's questionable. Adams isn't playing. Um, uh, Dadez Scantling, he is hurt so, uh, and, and questionable. So Lazard is the, uh, the person that you, you want, especially at that price. I can see him even getting a, a touchdown and, uh, and a lot of targets. Moving along uh Tyler Boyd uh, well, for Cincinnati, you know Jacksonville just traded Jalen Ramsey, so i I see uh, Boyd's been one of the more consistent receivers, even though he's playing on a really bad Cincinnati team, and he's dipped all the way down to fifty six hundred dollars so fifty six hundred dollars not going against Jalen Ramsey anymore. I just think that's a prime matchup for him to explode. Uh, I definitely think that he's going to be, you know, overlooked. People are going to be starting other receivers. And, and, and I like Tyler Boyd the best uh, in regards to all the other options in, in Cincinnati's offense. Um Auden Tate has been coming along getting targets, but uh, this could be a really big game for Tyler Boyd. And he's so consistent, and that's something in FanDuel that you want. You want the players that, uh, you know, a lot of people play the, the matchups, which you want to do. But you need to supplement uh the great matchups because the good matchups are always more expensive, so you want to supplement with just consistent players that you know no matter who they play they're gonna get their you know they're gonna average around uh, you know ten points uh and and get you what you need. My next one is cooper cup seventy eight hundred dollars he's another one that falls into. First off, I like his matchup against Atlanta. Atlanta cannot stop the pass. They're horrible. The issue is you don't know which Rams receiver is going to blow up. Um, I always choose Cooper Cup because he's consistent. He gets his targets. He's the guy that uh, you know is, is at least going to get you know 8 to 11 targets in the game. So I'll take my chances with him. I think he scores a touchdown. I think he gets over 100 yards. I think he's, he's going to be a big play. And he's he's one that a lot of people aren't talking about in regards to Fanduel uh, when they come when they're talking about big play receivers that uh, are, are going to produce this week, and you know he's rated as a top four receiver in the uh, NFL, so he, he, he's definitely uh, uh, he, he's definitely putting up and producing the numbers that you, you need from a big time receiver, uh, running back Leonard Fournette against Cincinnati. I have him at $7,900. He, if you haven't been paying attention to Cincinnati, they're one of the worst teams against the running back. Leonard Fournette gets a ton of carries, and I really like him against that Cincinnati defense. I think Fournette just goes off this week. He's my number one play. Uh, Right away, I'm like, we're putting Leonard Fournette, in and I'll build around Leonard Fournette. Uh, that's the type of game I think you'll have against the Bengals. And at $7,900, I like the value there. Uh, not that it's cheap, but it's definitely lower than a lot of the other running backs. And with that matchup, I think he has the best potential. Uh, my next running back is Dalvin Cook. He's going against Detroit. And Detroit's not great at stopping the run. It's one of the weaker points. But it's like Dalvin Cook, like he went against the Bears and, and got seventy yards and a touchdown. He he's just so consistent, and uh, you know especially against those weaker matchups, he's just dominating those. So he, he's a guy that I I'm gonna put in there because I know he'll produce no matter who he plays, and he's gonna get me that more than likely the, the touchdowns that I need to uh, to have a good week, and then to uh, top it all off at the quarterback position, seventy two hundred dollars. I have Daniel Jones against the Giants. You know, I I thought about Kyler Murray. I thought about Josh Allen against the Dolphins, but I just think the the game flow in this one's too good to pass up. I think it's going to be a high scoring game where both teams are, uh, you know, passing it all over the field, and you know, kind of like what Matt Ryan did the the last week. Uh, I was impressed with what Daniel J- Jones did against New England New England the week before especially against really tough circumstances and so I just think he just goes off against Arizona and uh, the game will be close enough that he will still have to keep passing and that's kind of my fear with Josh Allen and uh, against Miami is that they just get a huge lead and just start running it consistently so uh, overall I'm t- with all these players that are started I'm $200 under my cap and uh, I feel really good about that squad uh, some of my uh, honorable mentions you know, I mentioned Josh Allen already um, Kyler Murray already mentioned Ty, uh, T.Y. Hilton T.Y. Hilton is against Houston I really like that matchup I think he explodes um, he actually would have been in my lineup if I didn't have a, you know, if he didn't didn't blow my salary cap if he fit under my salary cap, he would be in there for sure. Uh, same with Devin Singletary. He's only at 5800 so he's great value. And people forget about him. They're kind of sleeping on him. But uh, he's going against a terrible Miami defense, and he averages like five yards a carry. I just think he's going to blow up against the uh, Dolphin defense and get... A lot of yards. I think he gets some touchdowns as well, if not one touchdown, two touchdowns. That's how confident I am in him. So he's he's definitely someone you he, you can sneak into the FanDuel at a great value, and uh, not a lot of people are gonna have him in the lineup. So it could be one of those sneaky plays that you get production out of that helps your overall uh, chances of getting uh, into the money rounds. Yay! Thank you for tuning in to the Burke. And Ms. The Wiz Montalban Fantasy Football Podcast. You can find me on Twitter at Ms. Montalban. That's M O N T A L B A N. And I'll answer any of your fantasy football questions about waiver wire pickups, uh, who you can stream, starts and sits for the week, anything you want. So. I appreciate you joining us, and we will see you next week. Happy fantasies.